Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Emma Jackson, who had a vow renewal on the Disney Cruise Line and a party during Illuminations at Epcot. And I thought it would be interesting for you guys to hear how she combined the cruise collection package with planning a private event at Epcot to make a whole series of events around her celebration of her anniversary. So welcome, Emma. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'm always curious to start off by finding out how you decided that you wanted to have a vow renewal on the cruise line. That was a surprise for me, <laughs> too. So we had talked for a long time about having a tenth vow renewal in Disney, and it was a dream for us. But as the date came closer, we started to think, should we be spending money on, on one day, and should we look at something not done before? So we booked the cruise, uh, thinking that would be a really nice celebration for our 10th anniversary. We have my daughter and my stepdaughter with us on holiday. So uh, it seemed like a really good way of celebrating as a family on the cruise. So uh, it was a complete a complete surprise. And I say we found out as we, after we booked the cruise that they did the uh, weddings on the cruises. And oh, we, we kind of realized it was a missed opportunity. And then Glenn booked it without telling me. So uh, it, was, it was a shock. He wasn't going to tell me at all. Um, he told my best friend, who were also coming on vacation with us, that he booked it, and she convinced him to tell me because she said that I would want to have a dress, and it was it was a big surprise, but maybe too big a surprise to announce it on the cruise. Wow! So, how much notice did you get? It ended up being just under a year, I think. He but he booked it uh, when we paid the balance, so uh, I think yeah, I think I had about maybe ten months. I'm so glad he told me because I would have missed out on the whole Disbride community and all the planning and the fun. So um, it was, yeah, my best friend did, the, did, did a good job there and making him, making him announce it beforehand. So That's awesome. So it sounds like you had at least one friend who was super excited to go all the way to Florida to hop on a cruise for your vow renewal. How did your other guests react when they found out that this is what you wanted to do? Because we had already booked the cruise and added the vow renewal on after we'd already booked everything, we didn't actually invite anybody else along with us. We had myself and Glenn, obviously, and our two daughters were with us, and then our friends and their daughter as well. So we had seven in total, and it seemed the best thing to do to just go ahead and just leave it at that, to invite some family who could maybe make it and then others that couldn't. Um, because of finances obviously coming from the UK that's quite a big trip and it would have been 10 months notice so we just we didn't invite anybody else we just left it small. Okay but that's great that some of your friends were already going and they were able to be there for your vow renewal. Yeah that was great because they were our best friends too so it was really nice to have them there and their daughter was a flower girl for me as well so that was really sweet and and um, yeah it was it was perfect. The only person who was really sad to miss it was my mom she would have loved to have been there um, but in reality, even if we'd invited her, she wouldn't have made it out to America. 
And so we had a party when we got home for our immediate family. And she came dress shopping with me and we had some fun girly stuff before we went. So that was good. <laughs> That's nice. Now, it sounds like since you planned your vacation first, you probably picked the ship based on the itinerary. Once you knew that you were doing a vow renewal, did you change the location that your husband had picked for the ceremony or how did that work? He hadn't actually got to the stage of ironing out where the ceremony was going to take place. So we, we had already booked on the dream because it fitted with when we were out there and fitted in with our itinerary planning. But we looked at, so we then looked at the dream together and looked at the various locations and we chose the Outlook Lounge at the top because uh, the top of the funnel because it was small and it suited our numbers. And I didn't like the idea of being outside. I didn't like the wind noise and, and not being able to hear the vowels and the ceremony. And also, Graham has light-sensitive eyes and he would only be able to be outside with sunglasses on and things. So it was much easier for us to be indoors. Okay, cool. So once you found out what was going on, what was the planning process like? You were planning from the UK, and this is all a big surprise. Did you get into it? You mentioned how you joined the different Disney bride groups online. Yeah, I really embraced the community, joined the Disc Bride community, really enjoyed talking to everybody and hearing their ideas. I think you end up with so many ideas that the planning just seems to kind of take a life of its own, really. There were so many things that I wanted to add, and um, not really enough time or enough event to add them all. So it's really kind of, that was the trickiest thing, was ironing down what we actually wanted to have and what was important. Um, I did get a bit bogged down with props and how many different <laughs> things we needed for. Um, I think Glenn was a bit overwhelmed with how we were going to take it all in suitcases and, and get it all out there. But it was so much fun. It was, it was really good. And I'm, I'm, I love planning. So um, I did kind of run with it a little bit. <laughs> uh, but it was great. Dis- Disney fairy tale weddings were good. Their communication a long way out. They're not really interested in too much detail planning. But as the day got closer, they were really good. They answered all my questions. So then what of the standard package did you customize and what did you bring yourself? Okay, so we didn't make too many changes. We were just going to stick to the standard package. We did, however, write our own ceremony wording, which we had, the process for that was that we wrote our wording and then we had to send it for approval to ensure that the officiant, well, not the officiant, but the, uh, the senior officer was happy to read what we had written. And um, that was fine. They were, um, they allowed us to do it. As long as it wasn't too long, and obviously as long as there was nothing in there that they were not comfortable with saying, but they were happy with our wording. So that was a, a straightforward switch. And then um, we also took Dave and Vicky with us on the cruise, Dave and Vicky on uh, for our photography, because we had, through the research, heard that shutters were a bit... Uh, hit and miss mm-hmm. as to whether you would get a good deal and they were so expensive as well it was too expensive to pay um, over a thousand dollars for photography that I couldn't guarantee it was going to be photography that I would be happy with so we we decided to stretch the budget and take Dave and Vicky with us because photography was really important and it was the best decision we made so that was really good. Yeah because you were able to add a trash the dress shoot right? Right, we um, they, they gave us so much in our package. We had full day coverage on the ceremony day itself and then trash the dress the day after. Although Hurricane Erica had other ideas with <laughs> some of our photography. Um, but we nearly didn't end up going to Castaway Key, but we did make it and we did end up getting on the beach on, uh, on the Castaway Key day. But um, initially it didn't look like we would be able to. Uh, so no, we, we got a huge amount of photography for the money that we spent. 
it was an obviously really great photography. We, we were really thrilled with our photos. So that was definitely um, a good addition. That's great. So then what elements, you said you brought a bunch of suitcases full of stuff. What kind of stuff did you bring to enhance the ceremony? Okay, so I took some decor items. We had some signs um, that we put out in the room, just little Disney-themed signs. I had three different pairs of shoes. <laughs> so <laughs> um, that, that kind of got a bit over the top. I took my own bouquet. We, although we used the standard bouquet in the package, I had the red roses with navy ribbon. Um, I also took a button bouquet as well, which I used for some of our photos at Walt Disney World because they were pre-cruise, so we obviously didn't have our flowers. And then on board the ship, my eldest daughter held that as her bouquet, so we didn't have to order any additional flowers um, from Disney. So that worked out quite well. Um, and we had um, umbrellas, and I had all the Cinderella makeup from MAC, and just endless things. <laughs> I just thought it would be cute in the photos. And I think, to be honest, there were so many different things that although Dave and Vicky did a great job of capturing all my little bits and pieces there were probably things I hadn't even thought to tell them that I had and they were overlooked, <laughs> overlooked in the end so um yeah that's awesome so we're going to talk in more detail about your dessert party in a minute but I'd like to give my listeners an overview of how all of these events fit together your trip to Walt Disney World the cruise your trash the dress shoot it sounds like you did another shoot at Walt Disney World what was the timeline for all that Okay, so when we booked Dave and Vicky for the package, they included a two-hour shoot to Walt Disney World. And we were really pleased that we would have that opportunity, but we knew that we really wanted the photos to be in our wedding attire. And initially, Dave and Vicky had a second cruise book that was back-to-back with ours, so we couldn't do it after our cruise. So the the wedding, uh, the Walt Disney World shoot had to be beforehand. So uh, we gave it some thought, and in the end, we decided to have a day in Walt Disney World where we would do a first look, so Glenn got to see me in my outfit for the first time, and we did the first look at the beach club, and then we did some photography around the different resorts, and that's the day that we added on our dessert party as well, so that we could wear our wedding attire to the dessert party, and enjoy celebrating and having photos in Epcot in our wedding attire, and then, so yeah, so that was kind of like, it was fun because I felt like I was a bride going around Walt Disney World anyway, even though it was before our ceremony. And then we went on the cruise and had the vow renewal on the cruise and the trashy dress. And so it was fine to trash the dress as well because I've done my Walt Disney World photo. So that they, they all, it all worked out really well, actually. That's great. So what is your favorite memory of your vow renewal or even from the whole event? I think on the vow renewal itself, we had Stitch. Oh, I should have said that in the add-on bit. We had Stitch um, as a character. He came after our ceremony and he was so much fun. Stitch is so important to our family my daughter was born the year Lilo and Stitch movie came out she's had a stitch cuddle since she was uh, under a year old and still sits on her bed now um so to be able to have stitch there was was really huge for us so um that was that was great we had to rearrange our ceremony time slightly to be able to have the character Uh, we initially wanted to have our ceremony around 5 p.m we couldn't have had a character if we had the 5 p.m ceremony so Disney offered us a 3 p.m. ceremony so that we could have a character, which was an, it was a straightforward switch. It didn't make um, too much difference to our timeline on the day, to whether or not we had a 3 p.m. or 5 p.m. ceremony. So, uh, yeah, so having Stitch there was amazing. Um, 
also just the, the vows ourselves as well. We, we did a really good job of rewriting our ceremony. It was really emotional. Alex, who took the ceremony for us, <laughs> said he got really choked up and found it hard actually to to read our ceremony, bless him. And you can see in some of the photos that he looks kind of emotional. He was like, how did you guys not cry? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was really sweet. It was lovely. And uh, it, was, it was so much fun. It's just, you get so many lovely people saying nice things to you and just wanting to wish you well. And it's just the whole, it was just magical, really, just being there and being in Disney and feeling like a princess in my big dress. And <laughs> it was just, yeah, the whole, the whole ceremony, the whole event was just amazing. That sounds awesome. If I can jump back to Stitch for a second, can you tell my listeners a little bit about how that worked? Because I know they can't confirm a character till quite close to your day, what the pricing was like, that sort of thing? Yeah. We had to wait for two weeks beforehand to have Stitch confirmed. And that was awkward, actually, because we left for our vacation almost two weeks to the, the day before we set sail. So we had a message from our planner to say that we could have Stitch for the ceremony, but we needed to get back to her, and we actually couldn't get back to her until we got to America, and there was kind of a whole um, panic about, oh, we're going to miss the opportunity to have him, but we we did secure him, and he was $550 for one character, which we thought was amazing. Now it's much cheaper than the land-based characters, and um, he was just so much fun. He spent ages with us, and he was dancing. There's some photographs of him where he pretended he was taking the ceremony, and yeah, he was just, he was really, it was a lot of fun. He was really, really good. That's wonderful. Now, I'm interested to hear a bit about how you planned your dessert party. Generally, when people have an escape or a wishes event, they plan their dessert party through their Disney's Fairy Tale Wedding Planner. But you almost never hear of cruise collection brides and vow renewal couples having dessert parties. So tell me a bit about how that worked when you planned through Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings. Okay, so it was difficult at first to get them to agree to me wearing my dress which was for me the whole we wanted the dessert party mainly because we wanted to be able to have some in-park photos and we thought the dessert party would be an easy and more economical way of being able to get some photos in Epcot and we chose what we thought was a small location with quite small minimums to keep the cost down and um when we spoke to Disney Fairytale Weddings, they initially said that I wouldn't be allowed, well, we spoke to Disney Catered Events first, and they said that I wouldn't be allowed to wear my dress in the park. Then I spoke to Disney Fairytale Weddings to ask why, as a Disney Fairytale bride, was I not allowed to have a dessert pie with my wedding dress. And um, I guess magic was on my side, because they then agreed, if I, if I, I had to agree to having the guides and um, being escorted and all the extras that a Disney Fairytale wedding event would have, whereas Disney catered events don't put those stipulations for guides on their guests. So, um, but it was, it was difficult. It was difficult to get them to agree to the dress. There was a few tearful phone calls back and forth and a few emails. But when they, once they said yes, they then treated me as an escape bride. So where the, we chose the UK pub side of our location, and where that had quite low minimums, I think it's, if I'm right in remembering, I think it's $100 for the venue and $250 food and beverage minimum. Yes. But actually charged us $750 deposit for that to that party, which was a shock. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so and $500 of that was non-refundable, and $250 of that was kept back 
uh, as a security deposit. So we couldn't even use that towards the cost of the actual dessert party. So we had to pay the 250 on top and wait for that to be refunded after the event. So they made us pay for me to wear my dress. Hmm. That's so interesting and seems so unfair because you are having a Disney's fairy tale wedding. It is listed on their website. It is an official event. And there shouldn't be so many hoops and hassles for you to be able to wear your gown in the park. Right. That's what I said to them. I said, all your mail out to me, have a Disney fairy tale wedding on the bottom. I'm clearly a Disney fairy tale bride. I have a Disney fairy tale wedding planner. So why am I not allowed the same rights as a, as a Disney fairy tale bride on that? Why am I being penalized? And, uh, yeah, so they they agreed, I guess, because they they said I could I could wear my dress. But as I say, they they made me have two guides. I had to have two guides because we took Dave and Vicky to the dessert party as well. So I had to have a guide for two guides for Dave and Vicky, and then the guide that came with the dessert party as well. So we nearly had as many guides as, <laughs> as guests. <laughs> and then you said that you actually got a different planner for the dessert party from Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings than you had for your cruise collection event. Right, uh, because they treated me as an escape bride, I had an escape contract for my dessert parties. So I then had a land-based wedding planner for that event. So um, she was great. I had Nicole. She was lovely, really helpful, really good at communication. And, um, yeah, it made, made it made it really easy to plan. Once I got over the hiccup of being allowed to wear my dress and the shock of having to pay such high deposits and um, all the terms and conditions of our initial contract, the rest of the planning was, was pretty straightforward, really. Okay. And so you chose UK Pubicide, which for my listeners who are unaware of this location, it's actually the back of the Rosencrown Pub. It's sort of between that and UK Lockside and UK Upper, which are the two main Illuminations dessert party viewing spots. So UK Pubside is cool, and I've used it a couple of times for events because it's nice and intimate it's very small and it's right near the fireworks the fireworks just feel like you can feel the heat from the fireworks on your face when you're watching yeah it was it was awesome the view from there was amazing it looked so good just for our we had seven guests plus Dave and Vicky so just for our little group it was it was just perfect and Dave and Vicky were able to take us to the top of the walkway and we had a really perfect location for taking photos of our fireworks. I think almost as good as it would have been had we been on Lockside. Um, our photos came out great. So that in itself was, was definitely um, a good choice in location. We were really happy with that. And how did you decide on your menu for the party? We had quite a few guests with limited palates. So we couldn't do anything too different or exotic so we just had kind of just cakes we had rice crispy bonbons brownie bites and some cookies we had the gray stuff uh, inspired gray stuff and um, we had some individual themed cupcakes because we had not just our baronial but several celebrations we had uh, birthdays my birthday as well um, so we all had an individual cupcake which was themed to our own personal celebration as well which was fun um, but there was more food than we had time, time to eat. That was, I would say, we, we thought we would be hungry having done photos around Disney World and um, not having really had time to stop and have a, have a meal that day. But it was so hot and we were just so, kind of everything just rushed around um, that I don't think we had time to feel hungry. And uh, the photos took up so much time that that's the one thing I will say about the dessert party. You don't really get time to, uh, to eat your food. <laughs> 
Right, when you're having photos done. I know we actually, it was the first time we'd ever seen illuminations, our dessert party for our wedding, but we didn't actually see illuminations because we were faced away from it toward the camera. So we had to go back the next night to see the show. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I would definitely, yeah, we've seen illuminations a lot. So that's one thing that Dave and Vicky said, they're like, do you mind not watching? And we're like, no, no, that's fine. We have seen it a lot of times before. But yeah, you have to stay so still. And it was so hot and we had to stand so still because of the, obviously not blurring the camera and, (laughs) hard work being a model (laughs) did you add a ride mix in or any kind of decor or anything else to the party we didn't have a ride mix in mainly because we wanted to have the time after the party to do some photos in the pavilions um, if we were allowed we did add decor we had quite simple we had white tablecloths and white lanterns with uh, the battery tea lights in them and Mickey confetti, which which looked great. It was simple, but it, it just was enough, really. That's nice. And so you did have, did they allow you to go take some shots in some of the countries? Yeah, well, they were really great, actually, to us, because um, we had a storm warning come through just as we got to it. Our guides told us that they'd been told that in the next hour there could be a storm. And they actually took us to the UK pavilion to do photos pre-fireworks. They um, held guests back into shops and asked people to step away from the walkway so that we could take our photographs before, just in case the rain came. Um, It didn't come, so we did the photos in the UK pavilion beforehand. Then we did the firework photos, and they allowed us then afterwards to go over to France, and we took some more photos in there afterwards too. So that worked out really well. That sounds great. So all in all, despite all the hassles, did the party turn out okay? (laughs) Yeah, the party was great. We loved it. Our guests really enjoyed it. It was a real treat for them to be in their location. Um, It was perfect. And and the party was was amazing. Um, Can't fault the cast members that were there. They were were brilliant. Um, But it was was a lot of work for the event itself. We wanted, I mean, even just to have... With our menu, we wanted to be able to have just one bottle of wine. We had four adults, so we didn't need an awful lot of alcohol. But we thought one bottle of maybe champagne would be nice for celebrating. But they wanted to charge $100 for a bartender to be able to pour that bottle of wine for us. So <laughs> we didn't, but we were able to go and get some champagne from France and bring it back to the Peruvian anyway. So oh, that's that great. Out. Yeah, because sometimes people worry that if they do that, if they go to the pub at UK or whatever, the event guide will stop them from bringing the drinks in. But I've never heard of that happening. No, it didn't happen. They were absolutely fine about that. Um, our friends went over to France and brought back some glasses of champagne and the, the cast members didn't mind at all. They were really sweet. Couldn't do enough for us. That's great. Was there anything that went wrong with the vow renewal or part of the dessert party or just didn't turn out like you expected? Nothing went wrong. I think that hindsight would mean that there would be things that we would do in a different way if we did the whole thing again. For instance, having them waiting on the cruise, which was an amazing experience, but we'd never cruised before. And wanting to fit so much into those three days, we really felt like we hadn't seen any of the ship and we hadn't had a chance really to experience what a Disney cruise is like so we had the amazing wedding uh, that we knew on a wedding and, and our events were amazing and it was so much fun but we feel like we need to do another Disney cruise because we didn't fully experience the cruise side of things so that would be one recommendation I think if you are planning to have a cruise wedding either go on a longer cruise if it's your first but yeah if it's your first cruise then um, you want more time to be able to enjoy the boat. Because we added so much as well, because you, you get on the ship and on the first day we had to meet with Brent, our wedding coordinator, 
I had to go and meet with the hair salon and talk to them about my hair. That took up so much time on the first day, really, backwards and forwards. And then on the day itself, my um, well, my first appointment was at half ten for my hair. And then we did photos pre-ceremony. And the ceremony was at three. Um, and then we had photos afterwards as well. Then a small break. We went to Parley for dinner. And um, then we did firework photos. So the whole day went really quick. And was just filled with with the wedding and photos and uh, getting ready. And then on Castaway Key Day, we didn't... The, the hurricane had shut down Castaway Key on our um, on the Castaway Key Day. There was nobody on there. Nothing was open. We had a cabana, which we'd been able to secure because we had the wedding um, on the boat that you get the same booking window as concierge guests. So we were really lucky we'd been able to secure a cabana, which we were really excited about. But we didn't get to use it because the whole of Castaway Key was shut down because of the weather. So uh, that was a shame. But in the afternoon, the sun came out beautiful and um, it was really sunny. So we did manage to get on there uh, for about an hour in the afternoon to do our, do our photos. But that's all we saw of Castaway Key. It was literally just at the end of the walkway of the boat, from the boat, and uh, on the on the beach nearest the ship, hmm. and that would be another recommendation. I think would be to consider with obviously August is hurricane season, so uh, if you're going to have a cruise wedding, you have to be prepared for that. I did feel really sorry for the castaway key bride. Obviously, that day she was on the be- beach, and then she was off the beach, and then uh, back on the beach, and then they finally decided to put her in the outlet lounge. So I think that's worth thinking about if you're planning. And that's another reason to have the ceremony on the boat itself I think as well because obviously if you're outside you do play um into the hands of the weather really right yeah was there any aspect of planning that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be I think just we agonized over a lot of decisions for the dessert party we thought about the cakes whether we were going to have a like a wedding cake style cake or whether to have the cupcakes and we thought about that for ages and we were back and forth over the menu. As I say, we ended up barely eating anything and they don't Disney don't allow you to take the food away with you. So um, you have to leave it there. They did let us take our cupcakes, but um, by the time we'd carried them loose in a box back to our resort, they were fairly um, wrecked. <laughs> anyway. um, so, yeah, so I think we did really think that the cakes were a big deal and then I think I probably wouldn't add cupcakes if I did it again I think I probably would leave them um but no nothing else really I think there's things that I I wouldn't do the dessert party if I did it again Mm. I I would decide not to have the dessert party because when we first started planning as I said the dessert party was our cheeky way really of trying to have in-park shoot photos and but the our dessert party ended up costing the same amount as an Epcot shoot anyway so with hindsight, I think we would have had an Epcot shoot in the morning and then gone on and done our photos around the resort. And then I would have got out of my dress and we could have had a, a dinner somewhere, maybe at the California Grill or uh, one of the restaurants in Epcot and seen illuminations and celebrated with our friends that way around. And um, yeah, I think that would have, we so then we would have got our photos and we would have been able to relax more during our celebration because we didn't really feel like we celebrated with the guests because. The dessert party was all about the photos, which is what we wanted, and that was our choice. But that's I think that's worth considering for uh, for brides. Really, is if you're going to take your photographers, then you won't really get to enjoy your dessert party. Yeah, that's a good point. 
Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? Just enjoy it because you're a Disney bride, so that's amazing in itself. Just take take the time to um, to just enjoy the whole experience, be part of the community, and just embrace the whole the whole aspect of being a Disney bride. But I think the other thing for me was that I just got so overwhelmed with, well, we could have a storybook theme, or we could have a Mickey and Minnie theme, or a princess theme, and and there was just so many things that we wanted to do, and so many things we would have needed about twenty weddings to be able to incorporate all of <laughs> all of our ideas. So um, it's just try not to get weighed down by the the wealth of information that's out there and the ideas that are there in the community, and just um, try to really just pick one or two things because I think we all get so weighed down by oh, I need these props and these things and these elements and these details, and on the day. It's just the people and the ceremony, really, and all the little bits and pieces just seem to get forgotten once you're actually there and having your ceremony. That's great advice. Well, Emma, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think you've offered a lot of wonderful tips and information for anyone planning a cruise event or who wants to add a dessert party to their Disney's Fairytale wedding. So I appreciate your taking the time. You're welcome, Carrie. Thank you for having me on the show. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com slash weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>